standing up in Kinney. This is According to Callus, episode 459, and it's a Friday free-for-all. That's right. i got a couple of different topics, nothing I'm going to spend a ton of time with, but I'm just going to throw them out there and see where they stick. All right, so first and foremost, I want to make sure that I mention that, yes, I am totally riffing off of, for those of you new to the show, uh, my opening is totally riffing off of both Mark Belling and Glenn Beck in the way they do their intros. Not copying, but riffing off of. And I do that on purpose because I respect them both immensely. And I really loved uh, Mark Belling's show when I was much younger in Milwaukee. And he was at the top of his game. And Glenn Beck just seems to be the gift that keeps on giving. Look, you don't have to like what they say, like how they think. But they do both. Excellent, entertaining shows. And at his time... Uh, Mark Belling was the king of Milwaukee talk, talk radio. So where does that leave us? Well, all the great ones are uh, passing on the torch sooner or later. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but right now I'm content to play a second or third or fifth fiddle or however you want to call it here in uh, McKinney, Texas. I don't have a radio show, but I have a podcast and I mean to use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we get into the topics of du jour, let me remind you that the best way to help me grow the show, make a difference, and get you involved in the program is to like, share, and subscribe to the program. We have a social media page and a group over at the Facebook. I also drop in over at Gab and MeWe from time to time. It's all about building the network. It's all about getting the word out. It's about activating those people that actually care. And I got to tell you, on the social media thing, I don't get a lot of responses, not directly. But the one that seemed to uh, kind of poke the bear a little bit was my uh, Wednesday episode on Vivek, right? I'm not asking you to think he's the best guy. I'm asking you to check him out. All these candidates don't get to be candidates without mm, being compromised in some way, somehow. Now, it may be just minimal little stuff in their past. It may be serious. It may be extremely problematic, but nobody's pure. So to expect that and demand that, um, yeah, that's not going to happen. Not in today's day and age. The closest thing we had was the great Ron Paul, but he's not running. And I'm sure somebody will go find something to try and make hay out of something he had done in the past. I know what some of those things are, and really they're non-issues. But be that as it may, here we are. And transitioning in to the program. So one of my favorite movies, and I've talked about this from time to time, and I try and watch it at least once a year, is Red Dawn. And for various reasons, but as a child of the eighties, that was something that I always had in the back of the head. What would happen if the Ruskies or the commies, if they invaded and it was really easy back then to poo poo it. Oh, that'll never happen. Kid. Yeah. You're worried about something that can't happen. And now <laughs> not quite 40 years later, boy, oh boy, oh boy. We're inviting an invasion at the Southern border. I mean, are, is anybody paying attention out there? Any case, the the one of the key, one of the things I want to bring up when uh, Powers Booth character uh, 
crashes his F-15 after he'd taken out, I think it's uh, five of the six uh, MiGs. He uh, tells them, hey, kids, you've done well. They've heard of you back in the free zone. I mean, think about that. What kind of compliment that must have been? What kind of show of admiration is it? I, I'm not going to put it up there with uh, well done, good and faithful servant, because clearly not anywhere in the same ballpark. But just in the temporal world that we live in today, what does it mean to have somebody that you've never met before that says, hey, kid, they've heard of you on the other side. I mean, I got to be honest, that's kind of my goal, low key, right? I'd like for somebody to run across me somewhere and go, oh, I've heard of you. I think that'd be cool. Now, that does have a definite downside. I have run across a few people that do know me and are not overly enthusiastic. But hey, that's okay. It's part of the game, right? You, you're not making a difference if people don't know who you are. So I'm blessed that uh, I have been politically active for a number of years now, and I, and I know and meet people all across the state of Texas. I travel back home to Wisconsin from time to time, and I've been a few other places. But I got to tell you, it, there's nothing more gratifying to hear my friends from other parts of the state, oh, yeah, I was talking about you, or I really liked your show. I mean, that is extremely gratifying. And I thank you, every one of you out there that take the time out of your life, your day to pop in my podcast. Don't know what you're doing when you're doing it. I mean, I assume you're driving. That's when I listen to most of my podcasts, but but it's gratifying that that you're willing to invest the 15 to 20 minutes it takes to listen to it because I assume you don't listen at normal speed. And I try and give you something new, something interesting, a slightly different take, you know, we're not all cut from the same cloth. It's okay to have a difference of opinion. It's okay to think about things slightly different. Even in uh, today's day and age where everybody wants you to be in lockstep, right? Now, I'm going to tread lightly here, but guess what? Trump is not always right. Trump makes mistakes. Trump really made a couple of big mistakes, which, by the way, is probably why he's being indicted multiple times not directly but certainly indirectly that being said was he the best man for the job in 2016 Uh, he won that being said was he the best man for the job in 2020 without a doubt hands down how dare you question the fact that he lost to the sleepy creepy joe that got 81 million votes which quite frankly i don't believe but what surprises me the most is the people that dust themselves off and show back up now that the Donald wants to run again because for whatever reason they hate the guy now look I realize he's got some serious baggage I realize there's a whole lot of suburban women that won't vote for him the moderates are put off by him well you know what moderates suburban women are you really happy with the way things are going right now hmm do you really like the way things are playing out I don't know about you, but I'm willing to trade off a guy that makes some snarky comments or maybe some mean Twitter posts and maybe uh, has a hmm, interesting background who apparently has turned his life around. Apparently, I I can't swear to it. I don't know the guy. I haven't met him, but he seems to be a pretty straight laced guy now over what we've been dealing with for the last, what, three years now. So I ask you. 
Which is worse? Why does it bother you? The guy's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Get over it. If there's a better candidate, I'd like to know who it is, and I'd like him to run. I'm waiting. That being said, chances are we'll get stuck with the either the uh, corpse of Sleepy Creepy Joe. It'll be weekend at uh, Joe's, or God forbid Kamala. But there's talk about Michelle. We're gonna dust off Michelle and run her. Oh man, really? Why? Why? What'd she offer? I don't know. But you know what the worst part about all of this is? In Collin County, Texas, it really doesn't matter who the president is. Nobody really cares. We can barely get people in, interested in a mayoral race or a city council race or a school board race. And the turnout is abysmal for the commissioner's court, the county judge, the people running to be your constables, your sheriff, your JPs, your judges. And don't even get me started on the great lengths that had to be done to keep uh, Collin College from going off the rails. So all these people get all worked up, all bent out of shape about the Donald and whoever else might be running or running against him or whatever. And it has almost zero effect on what's going on in Collin County, McKinney, Texas. But that's the way the world works, apparently. Now we're going to pivot. Got to change subject up just a little bit here. Yes. The concept of a banana republic. Hmm. Have we been paying attention? Let's see what happens in banana republics. They arrest their former leaders. They imprison their former leaders. They smear their former leaders. They do everything they can to prevent their former leaders from running again. Does any of this sound familiar? They have multiple tiers of justice. They only apply justice to certain people, particularly those that tend to cross them. Again, does this any in any way, shape, or form sound familiar? They obey nothing. They ignore the Constitution. And, well, coincidentally enough, we just did an episode about how we're post-constitutional, right? Does any of this sound familiar? The rules for thee, rules for we. We do as we say, not as we do, right? I mean, it's all the same thing. Yet, all those uh, hippie burnout rockers that spoke about how they were supposed to fight against the man and don't trust anybody over 30 and uh, (laughs) fight the system, they are now the system. And they are squashing and going after anybody that dares to question or challenge anything they're doing. Funny how that works. When they're not in power, they preach tolerance. Once they get in power, they crush those who ask for tolerance. Well, I'll tell you, I've given plenty of tolerance in my life. And for those of you that don't know, the idea of tolerance is you coexist for somebody or with somebody, even though you don't agree or approve of their actions or behaviors or thoughts, and you don't cause a fight. But now, no, that's not enough. Now you must praise, approve, and appreciate everything that you despise and hate in the world, because otherwise you're a bad guy, racist, sexist, homophobe, right? Yeah, freak. Come up with any descriptive word you want to throw at, you know, I mean, and look, I, I speak from experience as the example of all that is evil and wrong in the world today, right? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? All right. Next topic. Last actions. <laughs> so I was, I watched this um, documentary on the patent cover-up. Now the. 
for those of you that don't know, General Patton was one of the mm, best generals in World War II by many measures. Certainly, our enemies feared him the most, including the communist Russians, but we don't allowed to talk about that. And look, the guy did run his mouth a bit. The guy did step over the line a time or two. The guy did misbehave a little bit, but he won. His troops loved him and he got stuff done. Hmm, kind of sounds somewhat familiar. I wonder. Well, no. In any case, so Patton gets in a fluke accident. And one of the last actions he does is to say, hey, don't don't worry about the guy. Don't worry about the guy that called it, caused the accidents here. Uh, just let him go. It, it was an accident. Let it go. Now, the guy had no way of knowing that he would be dead or that he would never move you know, from the neck again or below the neck again. But the very enlisted men that caused the accident, he had compassion for the guy. Now, yeah, the guy was a braggart. Yeah, the guy was a hard case. But he loved his men, and he went out of his way to protect his men. He drove them. Oh, yes. But he wanted the stuff. He wanted things for his men. And he knew the best thing he could do was get the war over quickly. But he also knew that we were only fighting one enemy, and there was another enemy that we weren't taking care of, and he wanted to be prepared for that. And isn't it strange how he was never allowed to speak on that issue? Isn't it strange how there was a complete media blackout? Isn't it strange how he was demoted? Isn't it strange how he was cast aside? Now, what's interesting is he came up with many of the other leaders he served with. Hmm? And they didn't like him because it was a hard case. He, he didn't want to spend a lot of time on details when there was action. Now, look, I'm not going to dismiss the need for details. I'm not going to dismiss the, the need for a plan and doing certain things. But the most interesting thing that they touched on, and I'd heard this once before, is they kept Patton in England during D-Day. The Normandy invasion, they held him in reserve. And the Germans were scared that they were going to put him across somewhere else. So they never committed their reserves. They may have very well defeated the D-Day invasion. Now, whether this was intentional or not, don't know. It didn't really talk about it. But they were flabbergasted at the idea that you would punish your most fearsome general for making a little gaffe, or at least what they considered a little gaffe. Interesting, isn't it? But but this same guy, his last action was to show compassion on one of his men. Now, I guess last topic, I, I don't want to go too long. It is a Friday after all, and you have things you want to do. One of the last great men, or last great men, right? I mean, I'm sure that you could find a couple other generals to lump in there, right? I mean, I just I learned about Dan Daly. Whoa, what a guy! Or there's Smedley Butler, right? Pershing, MacArthur. I guess you could probably throw uh, Nimitz in there, and uh, as an admiral, and then can't think of the other. There's another. Another admiral that was sick and went to battle anyway. I mean, there's there's some really tough guys back in the day that did the work that got us where we're at today. 
I don't know that we have them anymore. I really don't. But it, to me, it's amazing that we went from Chesty Polar to Rachel Levine, a.k.a. whatever the heck his name is. Who cares? It, it's 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 sad. It's really sad to look at the decline of what's celebrated, what's important, and what the military stands for and what purpose it serves. You know, as a Navy guy, I hold my head in shame over some of the stuff I hear that my Navy, my my shipmates are having to do and deal with right now. What in the world? Now, fortunately, the Marines haven't gone full kilt crazy yet, but it's only a matter of time. All the leadership is political employees, and they, the ones that are currently there can only hold on for so long before they get just overwhelmed with the new political appointees. My question is why? I mean, let's, let's consider, for example, great men are not perfect. Men that do great things also are fallible and have faults. Now, history is kind and glosses over a lot of those things, but I don't think there's anybody that I know that would say George Washington was not a great man. I don't think there's anybody that I know that wouldn't say Robert E. Lee was a great man. I don't think there's anybody that I know that wouldn't say the same about Madison, Jefferson, Monroe, Franklin, Hancock, both the Adamses for that matter. Yeah, they had their faults. They had their failures. But by and large, we wouldn't be here today. And if we're going to go a little further, I mean, Davy Crockett, Samuel Houston, right? Travis. These are all guys that willingly sacrificed to get us where we're at. They were great men. Yet, if you listen to the people today, well, they're villains, they're evil, they're terrible. They're the root cause of all that is wrong in America. Well, look, again, only a fool thinks they're perfect. Only a fool is willing to ignore whatever faults and failures that exist. But you can be a great man and not be perfect. There's nothing that requires you to be perfect to be classified as a great man. And yeah, I know, hey, look, there's plenty of great women out there. We're not we're not besmirching them. It's just right now, <laughs> white males are the root of all evil, particularly if they're straight and or Christian. I don't understand. I really don't. I mean, you get to destroy those things at your own peril. You get to pretend they were never great for what gain? The sad thing is, is you think out there that those people would realize that are doing this, that you can't make your people great by tearing other people down. You can't make your hero better by tearing somebody else down. You make your hero better by the hero being better. It shouldn't be that hard. But here we are. This is the world we're in today. I just, I'm having challenges recognizing it for what it is. I wonder, what might my last action be? What might be the last thing I do? Do I give up and just enjoy the decline? Do I ride off in the sunset to ignore the banana republic? Do I continue to soldier on 
And hopefully I get to hear at some point in the future, they've heard of you in the free zone. I don't know. But right now, I am where I'm supposed to be because I'm here. And I trust that God's got me placed in the right place at the right time for something. Don't know what it is. I try to practice that patience and try to accept that I don't get to have everything I want when I want it. Maybe I'll never be a great man, never necessarily intended to be so, but I'll settle for being a good man. I'll settle for something that other people can look at and say, yeah, you know, maybe he didn't get everything right, or maybe maybe he wasn't always perfect, but you know, he was a good man. He looked out for his friends. He looked out for patriots. He took care of his family. He willingly sacrificed himself for this, that, or the other thing. I don't know. But what would my last action be in order to meet that outcome? I don't know. But I wonder, if you detach yourself and you think of yourself as living forever and you never are going to be held accountable and you're never going to have to answer for anything, do thoughts like that even enter your mind? So on this free-for-all Friday, I'm just trying to throw out a couple ideas and some different things that are loosely associated only from the standpoint that sooner or later, we're going to have to answer for what we've done. Sooner or later, I'll meet my maker. And honestly, I'm a little concerned at times, not always, but at times, am I going to get to hear those words? Well done, good and faithful servant. I mean, it's one thing for the preacher to say he was a good man. I mean, I think even uh, Carrie Underwood's got a song about that. And they'll lie through their teeth to protect your honor or your dignity. But when you go to meet your maker, well done, good and faithful servant. That's the passing grade. It's pretty simple. It's a pass-fail situation. (laughs) And I don't want to even imagine what it means to fail. Well, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer there, but... That's just kind of where I was going. I mean, look, it's Friday. The weekend is upon us. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything to meet your maker prematurely. And remember, tomorrow's another day. We're going to keep on soldiering on. I know I'm a squid. I can't technically be a soldier. But, you know, keep doing what you got to do. And until then, I will see you on the other side. Canceled by the Big Tech Mafia but inadvertently profiting from owning their stocks in a mutual fund or ETF? At Two Pillars, they believe that censorship is a form of violence and a business practice that does not promote human flourishing. In many cases, through their investigative screening process, they can help you divest from companies that are denying your God-given, inalienable right to speak freely. Hey, patriots, Two Pillars believes it's time for conservatives to align their values and investments. Two Pillars is your place for impact investing in the parallel economy. Find out what's in your investment portfolio with a complimentary portfolio review. Contact them today to learn more. Call toll-free at 833-377-0051 or send an email to info at twopillarsam.com. That's info at twopillarsam.com. Get started today. Advisory Services are offered through Jacob and Boaz Asset Management, LLC, doing business as Two Pillars Asset Management or Two Pillars. A registered investment advisor in the states of Texas and California. Two Pillars is not endorsed by any government agency and is not engaged in the practice of law or tax advice.